The Temple Fuel podcast is designed to provide inspiration, motivation, and a safe space for the woman trying to navigate through life's changes while on the way to her God-given destiny. My hope is that you leave each episode a little less tired and more inspired. Let's start the show. Hey, blessed people. Welcome back to the Temple Fuel podcast. If you're new, I'm your host, Monica. If you're not, welcome back. Welcome back. Hope you guys are doing good. I hope April, it has been good to you. Um, It's crazy that April is almost over. I feel like the days just go so fast. Um, And we're going to look up and it's going to be summer. And then I feel like we're going to look up and it's going to be fall again. I just feel like the days are just going super, super fast. Like I just can't believe that we're about to be done with April already. It's just crazy just how fast, you know, the year is going in my opinion. But I hope that you guys are doing well. I really do. I hope second quarter is getting off to a good start. I pray and hope that you have some good goals, um, you know, that you have some good intentions that, you know, that you you really have some that you're expecting good things. I'll say that that you're expecting good things. Um, yeah, so I hope everything's going good. But let's go ahead and jump right in to today's episode. And I am excited about this one. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, any social media platform, I have been talking about this in one way or another for a while. And I feel like the Lord originally laid it on my heart. Resurrection week, Holy week, leading up to Resurrection Sunday, excuse me, to talk about character and getting to know Christ's character. And that kind of trickled down into learning how to be a disciple for Christ, which brings us to what we're going to be discussing today, how to disciple for Christ. And so Holy Week, that Sunday, I was talking about, you know, how reading your word and devotionals help you to learn the character of Christ. They're really informal, simple ways to learn Christ's character. Um, There's no way that you're going to learn Christ without his word. You know, and if you're thinking and and if I repeated this, if if I'm repeating this and I said this on the last podcast, bear with me if you already know, but there's no way that you're going to get to know Christ without his word. I just want to set the record straight, no matter what anybody's told you, no matter how they said it, you're not going to get to know Christ without reading his word. And don't feel like, well, I'm not smart enough to do that. I don't, I don't know all those words. I, you know, I get sleepy when I read the Bible, I get bored, et cetera, et cetera. There are ways to help you. You know, you don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a a book whiz, you know, you don't have to be a part of a book reading club or, or any of that to read God's word. You don't have to be, you know, the smartest person or, or whatever. All of those, all of those things in your mind, you don't have to be any of that. And what I was talking about that Sunday was the version app, which I think I've mentioned it before, but I will definitely plug it again in the comments. Um, they're not giving me anything to do this, but I love the version Bible app. Of course, you have access to just the full Bible, but you also have access to devotionals, which I love. And I'm telling you, there are devotions in there for a little bit of everything. Let me just say that. I mean, I have literally scrolled through that app and found a devotion for anything that I'm going through. And even when I didn't know I needed it, God has led me to the version app to find devotions that have truly blessed my life. So... The YouVersion Bible app is truly where it's at. Um, Those devotionals have scripture in them. You see how it works? 
So the devotion, they have a topic and that Arthur is discussing the topic of that devotion. But then you also have scripture references. And what I love about that is you're able to be, it's, it's a two for one. You're able to get word in, you're able to meditate on that word, and you're able to ask God to give you deeper knowledge and revelation of that word. So I, I love it because it's a quote unquote passive way of getting the word in you, which the Bible tells us to hide the word in our heart, right? So we may not sin against God. Well, that's you reading it, you meditating on it more and more and more. It gets on the inside of you. And so that's what the devotion allows you to do. Um, when you read the devotions. And like I said, I have seen every topic known to man. I mean, if you're struggling with hurt, if you're struggling with pain, you know, if you're struggling with loneliness, if you're struggling to trust certain books of the Bible, I think all of the books of the Bible, someone has pretty much created a devotion and it tells you, you know, who the author of the devotion is. I've seen some popular devotions, um, by like TD Jakes and Joyce Myers, who are both, uh, pastors, preachers, um, I want to say that I can't think of her name, Jackie Perry. I think that's her name, Jackie Perry. Um, she has a, the book of Jude, she has like a Bible study reading and I believe she has a devotion. I mean, I have seen, I wanted, I've seen a lot. I've seen a ton of devotions in there. So I know that they will bless you. And it's a, like I said, a passive way to learn your Bible. It does not always have to be Okay, I sit down in my chair and I just start with Genesis. Nothing wrong with that. You know, do what God leads you to do. You know, at least you're trying to read. Um, however, if you need, you know, some context, if you need some assistance in that reading, if you need guided reading, which helps us, you know, I'm, I'm a visual person, you know what I mean? I'm a visual person. So even when I read, I visualize it in my mind. And so it's helpful sometimes to have that guided reading when I'm trying to learn a certain book of the Bible or what someone in the Bible did or, or what that person was thinking or what that person was feeling. It's helpful for me to have that guided reading, aka that devotional. Um, so we were talking about that on um, Sunday and just learning the character of Christ. Um, it's very hard to have a relationship with someone that you do not know what they do, how they move and how they operate. And that's any relationship. I know we talk about people give examples of intimate relationships often, but any relationship, even friendships, if you don't know how that friend moves, it's hard to have a relationship. Your children, you know, you should want a healthy relationship with your children, you know. Uh, if you don't study how they move and how they respond and their emotional character and, and, you know, whatever about them, if you don't know that, you know, then it's hard to have a solid relationship. And that, you know, it's no different in our pursuit and relationship with Christ. And I think a lot of people struggle because they feel like he's not present, but he is. He works through people. He works in environments. He works through things. He is present. He may not be present like me and you talking, but he uses people. So in, in essence, he is present. Um, so that's just my perspective on it. But we were talking about truly, genuinely learning the character of Christ um, on last Sunday, Sunday before um, Resurrection Sunday, because in order to grow a relationship, we need to have we will, in order to have a relationship with Christ, we need to study Christ, how he moved, how he thought. You know, you can learn a lot by someone who sits still and says nothing. You know what I mean? I used to, I remember growing up, there were certain people, I when stuff would happen, 
I would just look over at them because I just want to see how you respond to that. Not as a test or to grade them, but there were people I admired and I respect and I look up to and I would just look at them when, you know, certain things would happen to see how they responded, see if they face changed or if they said anything or when someone asked them, well, what do you think about this? Just to see what they said, their demeanor. And that's a lot of what we can gather when we read God's word. We're able to gather those things. Did Christ even acknowledge that? You know, when he got angry, you know, when he said whatever to whomever. Those are all things that you will be able to learn as you read your word. And the devotionals will help you with that. There are study materials, actual physical books. There are e-books. There are workshops. There are webinars. There are so many tools out there that will help you to learn the character of Christ if you're interested. It does not have to be foreign. It does not have to be strange. It does not have to be weird. I'm here to kill all those misconceptions. It doesn't have to be any of that. Just like me and you can have a relationship or you and whomever have a relationship and y'all took time. Think about a best friendship. Think about a close relationship that you had. You didn't day one, day two, day three. Y'all didn't know everything about each other. Y'all might have even fell out a couple times. Before y'all really got cool, cool to know like, okay, this relationship is solid. So it's the same way with our relationship with Christ. The more you get to know him, the more you get to see how he moves, the tighter that bond in that relationship will be. So <laughs> I just wanted to break that down, um, explain that, like I said, so we started with understanding the relationship with Christ, or excuse me, understanding Christ's character so that we can have a relationship, understanding how he moves and how he works. And today I want to talk about how to disciple for Christ. So we don't want to be those believers, those children, those children of God who just sit back and are not working. Um, yes, he, he makes a presence, he makes a table, excuse me, before, uh, for us in the presence of our enemies. You know, he gives us rest. He gives us peace. He hides us under his right hand. All things are true. You know, however, we are also called to be workers and I don't want us to get so comfortable relaxing and chillaxing that we forget the work. I don't want us to get so comfortable with the blessings and, oh, we're basking like we're on the beach. You know, God is peace. God is love. God is relaxation. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I don't want us to get so relaxed that we forget about the work while it's day that has to be done. And so that's where this how to disciple for Christ comes from. I want us to make sure we're good workers. Um, You know, I don't know if, if jobs even do employee of the month or if they acknowledge star employees or good employees. But, you know, when that was a thing, you know, if you were working for a company, and you really liked the company and you were doing your best. You wanted to be acknowledged as as a good employee. You wanted to be acknowledged. And that's how we should feel in our relationship and in our pursuit with Christ. We should want to be acknowledged, not by others, but by Christ. We should want the well done. yes in heaven however here do you know you can get well done from christ right here on earth we should desire that we should we should reach for that we should want that you can have well done right here on earth it doesn't have to just be when you cross over to heaven you can have it here so we should want that well done just like the employee of the month we should want to be the employee of the month for christ every month every day every year so Let's jump right on into how to disciple for Christ. Yeah, I got to excuse me because I get really excited when it's time to talk about Christ. I get excited. I start talking fast. So (laughs) y'all got to bear with me. But how to disciple for Christ. So the noun disciple comes from the Latin word 
discipulus, discipulus, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it completely correctly, which means student, learner, or follower. Another definition is a personal follower of Jesus during his life, especially one of the 12 disciples. So if you're a disciple, you're a student, a learner, or a follower. And I want to share with you, it's going to be a lot of scripture in today as well. So please make sure you either write it down, type it in your phone, whatever you got to do. But Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says all, and I'm reading most of the scripture is going to be the passion translation, the passion translation today. And so Matthew 28, 18, 18 through 20 says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples, there's that word, of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son of the and the holy spirit teaching them to obey all that i have commanded you teaching you teaching them to obey all that i have commanded you and i have another scripture for you john 21 15 through 17 and 19 bear with me this is a lot but stay with me stay with me after they had breakfast jesus said to peter simon son of jonah do you burn with love for me more than these? Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my lambs, Jesus said. Jesus repeated his question the second time. Simon, son of Jonah, do you burn with love for me? Peter answered, yes, my Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my sheep. Jesus said, then Jesus asked him again. This was the third time. Peter Son of Jonah, do you have great affection for me? Peter was saddened by being asked the third time and said, My Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. Jesus replied, Then feed my lambs. Jesus said this to Peter as a prophecy of what kind of death he would die for the glory of God. And then he said, Peter, follow me. Peter, follow me. And I would encourage you to also read that in the King James Version. I just really loved how that was broken down, especially that that part where it says, do you burn with love for me more than these? And so this was the Passion Translation. But essentially what Jesus was saying to Peter, who was a disciple, is to serve his people, discipleship. Um, surface people and those were the two scriptures Matthew 28 18 through 20 and John 21 15 through 17 and verse 19 that that Jesus gave me um, as far as what to read and there are more so many more that talk about discipleship um, but those are the two that Christ gave me to discuss and so what we're going to talk about today you know I like to give you some actionable tips um, to really make it plain and to drive it home, I want it to be simple. We're going to talk about how do we disciple for Christ? So finally, getting to the meat of the podcast, how do we disciple for Christ? So I have five pointers here that I'm going to talk about as far as how do we disciple? How do we disciple for Christ? For Christ. We don't want to be couch potato Christians. There's really couldn't be any such thing. But how do we work? How do we disciple for Christ? What does that look like? What does that mean? And so I'm going to give this to you exactly how God gave it to me. So five points. First one, accept salvation. Accept salvation. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. That's John 3.16. I read a book by Max Lucado. I think it's called the 3.16 experience. Super good. 
read it years, years, years ago. Super good. I think it's called the John 316 Experience, actually, by Max Lucedo. Super good book. Um, but anyway, first point, accept salvation. Um, you need to believe, you know, in the gift and the ultimate sacrifice that God sent Jesus here as a sacrifice to redeem mankind. You have to believe that. You got to start there. Number two, accept the Holy Spirit. And I want to break this down as simple as God gave it to me. Truly, as simple as God gave it to me. Remember, I, I, you ain't got to be a scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. None of that to serve Christ, to understand Christ, and to, to walk this walk. So number two, how do we disciple for Christ? We accept the Holy Spirit. This is a spirit left by Christ to lead, guide, and comfort us. That's John 14 and 16. Well, John 14 and 16 says, you will know that you have this spirit when your actions are led to be like Christ-like. So, excuse me, John 14 and 16. I didn't write that down. Let me read all that again because I know that was a lie. Number two, accept the Holy Spirit. This is a spirit left by Christ to lead, guide, and comfort us. This is what the Holy Spirit is. That's it. This is a spirit left by Christ to lead guide and comfort us and i'm not saying this is it as in we can go on and on about the holy spirit i mean there is a whole teaching there's teachings about the holy spirit but in 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 the simplest form for you to understand i don't want you to think the holy spirit is something weird or crazy or um a demon because there are people who have been possessed by a different spirit which are demonic spirits that's not that's not it those are real we're talking about the holy spirit and again this is a spirit left by christ to lead guide and comfort us and that is um you can read john 14 16 i did not write that one down and i want you to know that you will know that you have this spirit so if you're wondering well monica i hear you mention this do i have it maybe i have it i don't know you will know that you have the spirit when your actions are led to be christ-like so there's flesh and then there's the spirit the flesh is our carnal everyday normal nature the nature that doesn't desire to do right don't care want to slap people cuss people out want to fight somebody might want to steal might want to kill i mean genuinely that is our our fleshly nature but the spirit of god of course is the opposite so you will know that you have the spirit when your actions are led to be christ-like and not just the opposite but christ-like and you might be saying well how is christ well Remember, we're supposed to be learning about his character. So if you're asking yourself, okay, you're telling me the spirit is Christ like how was Christ back to the Bible? You go back to scripture. You go back to you version. You go for a devotional so that you can learn how the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how he operated, how he responded, how he did things. You know what he did not do, what he did do, because there's a lot that can be said off of just not saying nothing. There's a lot that can be said off the things that you don't say when you say something. You know what I mean? So you can learn that when you're in your word and you're reading and you're learning about Christ. So you will know that you have his spirit when your actions are led to be Christ-like. You will know that you have his spirit when your actions are led to be Christ-like. So number three, how do we disciple for Christ? We share the good things Christ has done with any and everyone we know. If you were in church or if you've been in church, we're talking about testify. But the layman terms, share the good things that Christ has done for you, with you, uh, with everyone that you know. Now, I, you know, I shouldn't have to break this down or I don't mean to break it down in a way to say that people don't understand. Uh, but that doesn't have to be anything. I don't know. I don't want to say anything ridiculous or not ridiculous, but you just want to share 
the good things that Christ has done. Make sure you're giving God his credit. Make sure you're giving Christ credit. You know, if you had a good day, you know, I'm not saying you got to be crazy or whatever, but if you feel led to say, you know, God gave me, allowed me to have a good day today, you know, share that with somebody. You know, if you get good news, share that with somebody. If you just woke up on the right side of the bed, you know, they talk about waking up on the wrong side of the bed, but if you woke up on the right side of the bed, you can be happy and grateful and share that with someone. And yes, it could be picking up the phone and texting. I wish we actually picked up the phone and, and did things more in person. Uh, but that can also be sharing it on social media, you know, not dimming your light. That's a part of not dimming your light. Feel free to tell somebody God is good. You know, feel free to say the Lord allowed me to wake up. I'm happy. I'm grateful. I'm able to pay my bills. Yeah, they might be a little high, but at, you know, at least I got the money to pay them. You know, I'm grateful for gas. Yeah, gas is a little high. I know it's a touchy topic right now, but I have it. Yes, God. Thank you. I have a car to put gas in. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that car may not be the newest, but it's mine. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Or I'm using somebody else's car. That's okay. They're letting me use their car. No problem. They ain't rolling their eyes or telling everybody about it. Thank you, Lord. I got favor with somebody. You know, that's how you, you, and you can share that. Yeah, I may not have everything I want, but God is blessing me. I have what I need. You know, he's, he's still, and, and this ain't it. Blessings are on the way so I can rejoice because I know he's taking care of me. So we share good things. We share the good things that Christ has done with any and everyone. That's a good way to disciple. We don't hold back. We don't, well, that ain't in my character. That, And I'm not saying you have to be out of character. But what I'm saying is, you know, we don't, we don't let fear or what we think people are going to think or what we assume they're going to think uh, stop us. You know, it's okay to be radical sometimes. It's okay, especially for Christ. It pays off when you're radical for Christ. It's okay to be radical. So, you know, share the good things that he's done. Testify, you know, with any and everyone that you know. That's one way to be a good disciple for Christ. Uh, next, number four, how do we disciple for Christ? Use the areas he's gifted you in to worship, adore, and praise him. So how do we disciple for Christ. We use the areas he's gifted us in to worship, adore, and to praise him. So we give him the gifts that he's given us. We make sure that they're holy and acceptable and pleasing in his sight. You know, and I know someone was asking, well, does that mean I, can, I only got to sing gospel music if I'm a singer? Or does that mean I only got to play gospel, you know, tunes or for gospel singers if I'm, a, you know, if I, I play instruments? Or do I only have to do this and this in the Christian realm, you know, and not the secular? That it goes back to you need to make sure that what you're doing praises, worship it, worships and adores God. So I can't tell you yay or nay to that. What I know, though, is when you have a relationship, an open relationship with Christ, you will know if he's pleased with what you're doing and how you're using your gift. You will know if you are taking the time, if you're asking, if you're seeking, you will know he will give you wisdom. He will give you revelation. He will give you knowledge on if he's pleased. If you're honestly asking him, he will let you know. So I cannot give a yes or no to that. You know, you just need to know. You need to make sure that the areas he's gifted you in, that it worships, adores and praises him. Is he pleased? 
lack of better words, is he pleased? So that's something that in your pursuit and in your relationship, you will be able to identify. Not something necessarily that anyone else can give you. They can um, advise, they can give you their wisdom, but you have to know if that's something that Christ is, is pleased with. And, and some things we know, you know, if it's certain things happening, we know that he, he probably ain't pleased. And that goes back to knowing his character, knowing his word. If it's in there to not do it, if it's very clear, then we know that if we're doing it, then he's not pleased. That's just easy to identify. So, you know, we want to make sure that the, the gifts he's given us, that he worship, adores, and praises him. Make sure he's pleased. And then last but not least, number five, how do we disciple for Christ? Be a giver. And this is another one that if you do follow me on social platforms, I have been going on and on about here and there. Um, and not just money. Not just money. However, we cannot skip over money. We know we need money to live. We need money to move. And we want it to do things. We want to vacation. We want to buy things. So the need and the want, we have both there. But I want to say be a giver. How do we disciple for Christ? We're a giver. Yes, you know, I don't, you know, yes, we, we just want to be a giver. We want to be a giver with our resources. You know, I, I've talked about sowing and reaping and, you know, discussed a little bit about how that is just a law and we're not going to go all into that, but be a giver, you know, and you can be a giver with your time. You can be a giver with your listening ear. You can be a giver with, you know, those are the two big ones with your time, honestly, and a listening ear. And then, yes, sometimes you sow a seed. Sometimes you can be a financial blessing, Um, but be a giver. Don't just take, 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 take. Make sure that you're being a giver, even if that is just showing love, a, a, a nice message, you know, a healthy comment, uh, it's so many ways that we can be a giver. Um, so many ways, so many ways that we can be a giver. So recap, how do we disciple for Christ? We accept salvation. We accept the Holy Spirit. We share the good things that he's done for us with any and everyone we know. We use the areas he's gifted us in to worship, adore, and praise him. We make sure he is pleased with how we're using our gifts. And then number five, we are a giver. We are a giver. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys for being here. I know that you're going to be blessed. I'm going to pray, pray, pray even after this, like I do before every episode, that you are blessed by something that is said. If something in this message has blessed you, make sure that you share with someone. Make sure that you like. Make sure that you subscribe if you feel so compelled. And as I've said before, if this is not your first episode, second or third, I hope you feel compelled to leave a comment. Make sure you're leaving a rating, a review. Uh, make sure that you follow me over on Instagram. Uh, talking a lot more there, but that is Temple Fuel One. So I've changed the name to just Temple Fuel One. Uh, make sure that you come over and, and hang out with us. Um, we did a Bible reading for Holy Week. That was cool. Um, at this time, working on possibly doing like another Bible reading that we can um, all do together, like on you version. Um, so, you know, really building this community where we can learn about Christ and support one another and just be there for one another and really grow as disciples, because that is what it's all about to be disciples for Christ. And so I love you guys. Make sure you tune in next week. Subscribe, subscribe, follow wherever you are listening. And I will talk to you later.